Wednesday, everybody. How is all the flight junkies doing today? That was an awesome intro. And I would just like to say, welcome, welcome, and welcome. And if you would choose to accept this mission, number 53. (laughs) You're going to give me diabetes. That's too sweet. (laughs) That was was intense like a circus fire. Hey, I asked if I could use some of your stuff, and you said, by all means, go for it. So, <laughs> am I ever going to say no? That right. was well, thank you. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I had fun making that intro. And um, this guest that um, I found um, a couple months ago, I think you guys are going to really like her. She's into general aviation, she's got an awesome story. I haven't heard it all, but um, she's out in Tacoma, Washington, and in August, I'm hoping that maybe uh, Eric and I can connect with her and her husband at some point, because we're not going to be too far away from her. So let's introduce Deanna. Hello there. Hey, guys. How are you? How is everybody? (laughs) Awesome. We got 16 in in the chat watching right now, and hopefully more will come as the show goes on. So I'm sure some people are out flying right now. So, but yeah, um, I found you, I believe, on Instagram. Oh, nice. And we'll, and we'll uh, talk later about your social media where we can find you. But um, one thing I did want to mention is, guys, I see Nick did it. Um, if you guys can, we're going to try something new. Put a cue next to your question if you have any questions for us or Deanna. Um, that way it'll be a little bit easier to spot and we don't want to miss anybody's questions. So um, I guess let's start with you, Deanna. Um, um, how did you get where you're at? Where are you from? Oh, gosh. Uh, going way back or just? <laughs> However far you want to go. Well, uh, as far as flying, um, I'm a late bloomer, I guess, in this whole uh, sport of flying. I had originally flown in a small airplane when I was just uh, probably early 20s. Absolutely loved it, but it never dawned on me it was something I could do. Uh, I was dating a guy, and he had a small plane, and we used to fly up in the mountains. And I just remember being in awe of it. But we broke up, and you know, life kind of happened. But uh, So when I met my husband now, he, uh, we went on our first date in his Skywagon and he always teases me about, you know, I fell in love with the Skywagon before I did him anyway, (laughs) which, you know, it's kind of a tie. (laughs) So it was all the chatter. What? You said it was all the radio talk. Those radio calls are pretty hot. I got to (laughs) say. But uh, yeah, so I was 54 and I met him and I really, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just a kind of a love story, you know, all in all, but uh, uh, went up in the wagon the first time and having, and just seeing that perspective uh, from the air is just a whole different ball of wax. 
and this super sweet man. So he kept telling me we, you know, we're instantly uh, uh, together after that. And uh, he kept telling me we'd go flying and stuff. And I'm like crying because I'm so just overwhelmed by it. We live in a beautiful area too, but it's just a whole different thing. Uh, the sense of freedom that you get, you guys know um, how that feels in so he kept saying, oh, you can do this. And I'm like, no, I can't. No, I can't. And he said, yes, you can. And I'm like, finally said, okay, fine. He said, go just do a discovery flight. And uh, I said, okay. And I did. And then kind of the rest is history. I haven't stopped. Um, we got married. And uh, he says, now it's my Skywagon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of a little slice of the story there. Cool. So, Steve, do you want to go first? So, Nick Griffith wants to know, what's the biggest thing you flew? So far, the biggest thing I've flown is the Duchess. It's a twin. It's a real, um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that, but uh, uh, only about an hour in that. But I was kind of surprised at how docile of a plane it was. I really had no idea kind of um, how it flew, but that's my biggest so far. Um, Bill H, uh, he is from Louisiana. He wants to know, um, how do you know about PPG and what do you think about us? <laughs> so having met the Flying Flamingo just online, she found me. And so I've watched a few of the, uh, the uh, uh, YouTube kind of interview things. So I'm still learning about you guys. That's a whole different ball of wax there. I think you're far braver than I am. <laughs> Would you consider doing PPG? You know, I, why not say yes to everything at least once, you know, try it. I, that's how I kind of live my life. So I definitely would give it a whirl. Yeah. So is the Duchess, are you talking about the Beechcraft Duchess? It's got twin engine wings yeah. mounted on the belly. Yeah. It does look agile. Yeah, it's such a, I was surprised the first time I landed it because I had never flown a twin. And I was literally holding my breath. <laughs> and the instructor's like, it's okay, you can, you got this. So I landed and I'm like, is that it? That was just crazy. We did like an engine out. We He feathered one of the engines and it was just a, just a pussycat to fly. I was surprised. Hmm. Sounds pretty awesome. It's and you normally fly a Cessna, what'd you say it was? A Skywagon, a 180, Cessna 180. 180. So do you have any desire to like do other aircraft or anything specific? I not, you know, I, I, I guess I'm just so in love with this plane. It's just a wonderful to fly. I won't say no to flying anybody else's airplane though. I mean, if you let me fly it, I'll go for it. You borrow my paramotor. <laughs> I, I i would need a lot of instruction <laughs> so i just want to say thank you to everybody that's uh in the chat kelby um just said that he lived in tacoma he was in the air force out there oh nice and jason is saying thank you for your service kelby and mm -hmm. thank you kelby thanks kelby um, my dad was also in the air force thank you father <laughs> and, uh, um, let's see who else we got Bill H in here, Jason Montana's here. Hey dude, slow days. 
Nick Griffith. And looks like that's about it, other than other people watching um, off the screen, um, off the chat, I should say. Um, so thank you for joining us all tonight on Wednesday night. I'm sure it's flyable in some areas. Jason Renard. Yep. Randy Milstead. I am Randy. <laughs> Eric Lear. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, you own a restaurant. Yes. So if anybody is out in Tacoma, Washington, we're supposed to come out to the Over the Moon mm -hmm. Cafe. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that. So I, <laughs> gosh, I've been in business 21 years and started that when I call it my midlife crisis. Um, had a couple kids, was married, and then got divorced. And I uh, was trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do professionally for the rest of my life. And so that was kind of an opportunity for me to to really look at that. Before then, I, I was a paralegal, and that was just not uh, anything I really wanted to do for a long term. So just kind of went back to my roots. I grew up in Puyallup, kind of on a farm, and we raised our own cattle and had a little bit of, you know, garden and fresh fruit trees and all that. My grandma, we always did Sunday dinner with the entire family at her house every Sunday and breaking bread together with people and just having conversation was something I really enjoyed. And I loved cooking for people. So I kind of took all of that and, and decided to open a restaurant. And uh, Over the Moon was, uh, the name is from the nursery rhyme, The Cow Jumped Over the Moon. Cool. Uh, just to try to remind myself to not take life so seriously. Uh, divorce was pretty serious kind of situation, and I was trying to come out of the other side of that intact. <laughs> anyway, so trying to maintain a sense of humor because, you know, life is messy and it's imperfect, and uh, but we still need to kind of celebrate, you know, being human and, and being in relationship. And what better way to do that than with food so um, yeah so I jumped in both feet just kind of like what I did with flying <laughs> and uh, 21 years later I'm still there nice and you're in the process right now of training another chef yeah I've got a sous chef you know COVID was tough on on our industry as so many other industries as well um, and it's changed the landscape even now. I lost a lot of good people from our industry. I think it was at some level, and I'll try not to go too deep, but I felt very delegitimized as a business, um, not being able to be open and having the government tell me that I couldn't function. Um, and we lost a lot of good people. I lost my sous chef that had been with me for, for quite a while and a uh, good kid, but he got out of the business entirely as a lot of good people have. So it's been a challenge and I hate training new people. <laughs> it's a uh, cooking not, you know, it's, we don't do hamburgers and stuff like that. And I love that kind of food, but we do, uh, we've got ribeye steaks and salmon and, and some really good kind of Italian-influenced uh, fare, a little bit of French. I love comfort food. Um, and I take my business really, really serious. I, I, it's a responsibility that I don't take lightly. So I, I uh, 
it's hard for me to find somebody that kind of feels the same way about it. So when you find him, I take really good care of them. Because so, Jason says now he's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Want to put a dude in a really good mood? Got to give him some food. Our ribeyes are amazing. Our salmon and our kind of our claim to fame is we, we've made it to the top 100 most romantic restaurants in the uh, the country, and then very consistently uh, one of the top restaurants in Washington State for a number of years as well. So, yeah. So you must have made the news for that. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of good press. I love. I love free press. <laughs> That's a really cool picture of the street. It's a it's a cool little street. So it's called Opera Alley. Uh, it's just a bit of a just a small sliver of this alley. And there's a lot of history in Tacoma. And uh, this part of Tacoma uh, became kind of a lot of bordellos and um, some interesting kind of events that happened. But the building we're in was built in uh, 1889. It's got some beautiful bones. And the outside of the uh, building you can see is the brick and it's all original. Just a really cool space. Very kind of San Francisco feel. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just, yeah, it's beautiful. Very nice. And then is this something like on the TV or something here? Yeah, I did. I think it was King 5. They do a good morning show kind of thing. It's been around for a number of years. So I got to come in there and do some food. That was, that was so um, one of my claim to fame is that the best grilled cheese sandwich you can ever imagine. And I told people when I was going to open that I was going to make the best grilled cheese sandwich. And they all looked at me like, what are you talking about? Grilled cheese was not a big thing then. It was, you know, uh, anyway. So but this I it's a uh, I take. Uh, real thick slices of an artisan sourdough and dip it in an egg wash, white wine, egg wash kind of thing, and then uh, sear it and use Gruyere cheese and a little bit of parsley and salt. And it is just amazing. I'm so, going to have to go smoke a cigarette now after doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, so it's really good. A little bit of apricot preserves on this side, and it's uh, it's it's yummy. Wow, it does sound amazing. So, Eric, my husband, is asking, um, can we go to a restaurant when we go to Washington? <laughs> Heck, yeah, I'm hoping we can. <laughs> you guys got to go, yeah. <clears throat> and we got <clears throat> trust a skinny chef, Shane. Hey, hey dude. Um, he's yeah. asking, does she trust a skinny chef? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Of course, yeah. <laughs> You're the skinny chef. I, I, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, you don't have, yeah, you can, good chefs come in all sizes. <laughs> Mark H is saying, stop, now I'm hungry again. <laughs> I know, guys, sorry. All right, we'll try to get off the, the restaurant side of food. her life. Um, but one question is, um, what days are you closed? So we're, we're Tuesday through Saturday, and we're only open for dinner. We open at 4.30. We, our last seating is at 8.30 during the week, and then on Friday and Saturdays, we seat till 9.30. I kind of okay. had to skinny down my hours a little bit because of COVID and, and just um, staffing and stuff. But uh, And I'm a, I'm a, 
I'm a kind of hands-on person. I'm the, I'm the chef. I create the menus. I do the cook, you know, a lot of the cooking. Um, anyway, so those are our hours. And uh, yeah, we seat 34 right now. And so it's super small. And we, you can do online reservations through our website, which is the best way to do it. And um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Okay. Well, I'm sure Eric's mom and dad are watching too. So maybe they'll uh, come down from Linden sometime and check it out. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, request the chef to come out personally to uh, say hi to us. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Although right. they don't let me out very often. Eh? Uh, we'll drag you out. All right. Um, Anybody else got any questions about the restaurant or do we want to talk about her flying now? So, Louise or Steve, you got any questions? Um, oh boy, bless you. When I'm done sneezing. Uh, how, many, how many hours do you have flying? Uh, just about 600 now. I'm getting close to 600. So I'm still a baby pilot. I feel like a baby pilot, but it's, I fly on average about 100 hours a year. So I we fly a lot. I try to fly as much as I can. Why is it everybody told me that 600 hours is not a little bit? That's a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot. That's kind of what I'm thinking. A lot of credit. <laughs> well, so now my husband, fly, he's been flying for 44 years or something like that. So I and all his friends and we've got this hangar and I hope you guys can come up or if not uh, this next time in August, someday we'll have you over. So we have a hangar on Tacoma Narrows Airport and it's Charlie 12 and everybody on the airport knows where we are because my husband's been there for a, probably close to 24, 25 years. So he's kind of like the mayor of Tacoma Narrows. And every Friday night there's beers and brats about 4.30 and you just come and go. And anyway, so I'm around all of these aviators that, I mean, Delta pilots, all these guys that have been flying for literally years. And so for me, I feel very much like the baby uh, in the group because all these guys have been flying forever. So that's, well, that's why. Okay. You know. that's, that's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you credit for starting as late as you did. I've been asked to kind of start that with a gal that's with our local airport. And I'm like, scared. <laughs> Oh, well, if you're doing what you're doing, I mean, that's, you've already got a really good foundation. You know, the, the hardest part for me was the studying for the tests. That was the hardest thing because I hadn't studied and I was not a school kind of girl. I, I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't excel. <laughs> there was other things to do. <laughs> So Eric's got a question. What's the, been the funnest thing that you've flown and what ratings do you have? So I'm a private pilot. Um, I've got my complex uh, and tailwheel. So those are, you know, that's all I have. I've not done instrument or anything like that. Um, the funnest thing I've flown, to be honest, is our Skywagon. I just freaking love it. It's just, a, a, it's, a, it's super fun to fly. Jason says we're all poor PPG pilots. <laughs> well, I'm 
married into the Skywagon. I always tell people I'm pretty blessed. I married into this plane. And my husband is a very kind man. I, I, I don't think there's, well, not very many husbands that would just say, here's the keys to the Skywagon and go learn how to fly it. So I was, I'm, I'm pretty darn lucky. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's very lucky. Yeah. I'm going to share some of your photos, if you can explain some of these. So this is when I was getting my private license. I had probably 40 hours at the time, and I found this little Cessna 150 in Lakeland, Florida for sale. Had never been in a trainer in a um, flight school. So my husband and I, we weren't married at the time, flew back to Florida and flew i got to fly this and all the way back from florida to washington to tacoma and so i think it was like 29 hours in the cessna 150 in florida as you guys know um in june and i learned so much on um, uh, density altitude you know we don't really have a huge issue with that uh, we're at sea level where I fly out of. So um, anyway, it was a blast. So that's the Cessna 150 I bought uh, when I was training. And that's not a tail dragger. No, that's a nose wheel airplane. So that's okay. a tricycle airplane. Yeah. Okay. So I learned in that. That's my primary. And that was the day that I got my <laughs> certificate. <Nice. laughs> I got out of that plane and I was so damn happy. I was sweating oh, and <laughs> I kept telling the uh, the DPE, I was looking at him, he said, you're making me sweat. You're making me so nervous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is you and your husband? Yeah, that's me and my husband in the 150 flying back from Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a sweetheart because he he's 6'2", and he basically had to fold himself up in, to get into oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew he was a keeper when not once did we uh, fight the whole way back. <laughs> nice. And so now this is the Skywagon. And uh, we got married... Gosh, it's been four years. It'll be four years in September. And uh, we got married on a grass strip just right here by uh, Tacoma Narrows, which is unfortunately now closed. It's been sold. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, it was a good good wedding. That's our, our the kid that married us right there. Mm -hmm. That was a hoot. That was the best wedding I've had by far. <laughs> good. <laughs> This is a good friend of mine, and uh, yeah. So Eric's got a question. What's better, a tail dragger or a trike? So I don't know if you can say better or not. I'm kind of partial to the tail wheel tail draggers. Um, they're they're more difficult to fly because this uh, CG is is located farther forward. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of like driving a shopping cart uh, a little bit on the ground. It flies in the air the same, but landing and taking off is a little more difficult. The thing that I love about it versus a, a tricycle airplane is that for me and most tailwheel pilots will say the same thing, is that you feel the plane a lot more. You fly by the seat of your pants. Um, it's 
tricycles is almost like driving onto uh, onto the uh, into a landing. Where a tailwheel pilot, you just have to be a, a lot more conscientious of what's going on with the airplane. You can't sideload it at all. It just that backhand that that little wheel on the back is going to always want to come forward on you. So you got to make sure that does not happen. Yeah. Sure you want to start I do feel list. like I should make a PBG trike out of a shopping cart now. <laughs> just, yeah, just you should. <laughs> Go for it, Steve. I would love to see that. So this is at Capalis. This is a an airport on the beach here in Washington. You can see the windsock there. And we uh, you can land there, take off there. It is an actual airport on the beach. Nice. I love that airplane. <laughs> this is one of, this is a picture of, I can't remember where that's at, uh, of one of our many stops on several cross country uh, trips that we've done in the wagon. This is where I got my tailwheel transition. So I went from the 150, uh, we were flying back east in, it, in the 180 and I, uh, my husband said, you know, let's stop in uh, Idaho and get you transitioned into the 180. And uh, so I got to go to the small McCall Mountain Canyon Flying Seminars. Uh, Lori McNichols owns it, and she does uh, backcountry flying seminars. Her and she's got several instructors that work for her. She's very well known in the area. So I got to learn how to fly the uh, Skywagon in Idaho. Got to go into Johnson Creek, all these really cool places. And uh, that's where I got to do that. It was a trip. Nice. Yeah. That was one of the places I, I this went, this is Bruce Meadows. That's where I did the most landings. <laughs> it's easier in a in a tail dragger to learn on the dirt than it is on asphalt. Um, especially these 180s, they're tricky to land. Taking off is a blast, and it's also tricky. You have to put in a lot more right rudder. Uh, you've got P factor and all these different things going on. As soon as you lift up that tail, you got to have right rudder in there to keep it going straight. Um, anyway, so landing on uh, grass and taking off, those wheels are going to catch a lot more. So you've got a lot more stability on asphalt. These, these old gear uh, can be really hard to handle. So they... <laughs> If you don't land just perfect, it'll shoot you right back up, in, up into the air if you land on asphalt. So uh, it's it's uh, it can be quite entertaining and also quite frightening. <laughs> so, what is your takeoff speed on those? I uh, it'll lift off. You know, our, our stall speed and such is about 40, 38 to forty two. We've got a bunch of mods on this plane, so I mean, it wants to fly. Uh, real real fast it takes off in about 200 feet is there a, a length of uh, time or a number of hours that you have to be trained on a tail rudder no so you can get your instruction in a tailwheel that was uh 
originally, I mean, most planes, you know, the convention, they're called conventional gear because that was the original way that these, any airplane was made is they had uh, the tail wheels. So the tricycle gear just came along, uh, you know, I'm not sure when, but it was probably, I would imagine in the 60s, maybe 50s. Um, so that it was just an easier way for people to learn how to fly because there quite a few accidents, you know, if you go back into aviation history, uh, just the whole process of how these planes came about. Hmm. So yeah. Mark H. PPG trike jockey said ground loops are a thing. Yeah. And then he said requires good rudder control, like you had said. Yeah, totally. Gotta, gotta have good rudder. You know, on the ground, it's, well, even in the air, it's all about the rudder um in these these things in ground loops you know there's a saying that there's those that have and there's those that those that will um so it's it's yeah <laughs> this is big creek lodge in idaho this is one of the stops i got to fly into when we were when i was doing my training in the 180. yeah you are short I am. I'm five two, and you know, it's and I had to for this plane. I had to get rudder extensions, um, and we got new seats for it too, so that I could actually reach and have full deflection in the rudders and the brakes. Because yeah, because I'm so sure your husband fits comfortable in that plane then. Yeah, <laughs> and he wears it like a. a like a glove like he's been he's had the plane yeah for 22 years i think and he's been a pilot for 40 plus years so i apologize i can't get this to play on my google drive um but this was in the intro of the video and uh you were flying through some mountain areas yeah this is in idaho around johnson creek those areas um, we, I stayed in McCall and this is when I first got my training. So okay. the gentleman that's in the right seat, his name is Gary and he was oh, he's hanging on for dear life. It looks like, <laughs> well, and we have, so there's a float kit on these, on this plane, on our plane. And so that's what those bars are. And I'll tell you what, when you're in turbulence, it's nice to have those bars to hang on to. <laughs> <laughs> This is at the High Sierra Fly-In, and my all-time favorite fly-in, it's in northern Nevada, and it's once a year in October, and have you, has anybody ever heard of the Stoll Drag Races? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is the, uh, where they do the championships um, for the Stoll Drag, and it's, I think there's like usually three to it's gotten bigger and bigger every year there's a bunch of stuff aopa is one of the sponsors now for it um they've got it in a soul drag races are now a class in the reno air races too um so they've done really well with it and it is just a blast any and every kind of airplane paramotor all these different things um if it flies it's out there and uh I think it's like two or 3,000 people, like 500 plus airplanes. I think they actually wow. did like a thousand airplanes. I think I can't remember all the numbers though. Anyway, so it's just out in the middle of the desert. It's like, you know, leave no trace behind, just like Burning Man. 
Um, and uh, it is just a hoot. It's a so, hoot. quick question for you. Um, I actually got into paramotoring because I followed a gentleman that did the short takeoff landing bush plane aircraft, uh, Trent Palmer. Trent Palmer. And I thought that was so neat, but I was like, I will never have the the funding to be able to do something like that by a long shot. Um, are you? Would you ever be interested in? Uh, have you ever taken a look at those planes and been like, hey, I want to go land on this hill and have a picnic and take off? And Oh, absolutely. And our plane, so Trent Palmer's got um, the Kit Fox and it's a, they're very small airplanes, but he's got a real, uh, uh, he's got a bigger engine on his Kit Fox, a lot different mods. Um, it's not a fixed crop or it's not a fixed crop. Um, so he's got a lot more uh, availability. It's much more like a cub kind of um, airplane. So he can do a lot of that. But the sky wagons are built. I mean, they're bush planes. So, oh, okay. yeah. So we do a lot of that. We're back in the, the back country doing that. In where Palmer is, they have so much more BLM land, so he's able to do a lot more than that than we can up here in Washington. Okay. Um, I've had some friends of mine that got tickets for landing on sandbars in the rivers up here, so it's it's just a little less probably. Um, it's more populated, I guess, is probably part of the reason. So we can't do that quite so much, but there are people that do that up here too. So that's kind of, that's what our plane is meant to do. Uh, it's very much an Alaskan bush plane. Oh, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. It's, and Trent Palmer is, when I first started flying, I found him too on YouTube and his videos are amazing. Yeah. Uh, and he does the stole drags. He did. So he did, he can't do or he's not doing them anymore because of insurance issues. Um, and uh, I think there was another one of the original pilots, too, that had the Draco. Did you ever see the Draco airplane? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, that was I got to see that before it crashed. And uh, so wow. they're not. Yeah, that that was kind of an unfortunate situation at Reno. Um, anyway, so they, those all those guys are super super nice. Um, uh, yeah, a great great crowd of guys to uh, kind of see what you can really do with all these different kind of avenues of flying. Um, yeah, I, I've I've practiced a little stole drag myself. Nice. <laughs> so I got to see some stoles in practice. I think it was last year down at one of our training. LZs um, that we were just flying at and um, in Sauk City, Wisconsin. And the gentleman, the farmer that has his buddies come out on our little grass runways, they were practicing for EAA. And I know you said you're not going this year. Um, you're going to a different one. But that was pretty impressive because they were practicing their short takeoffs and short landings. You're that not going to Oshkosh? No, it's on my list, but my damn restaurant gets in the way of all my fun. <laughs> I know. So um, Eric's asking what cross countries have you done? So we've done, so I, I did the one from Florida back home in the 150, which was definitely the most adventuresome one um, because my husband, I 
I can't, I won't say how much he weighs, but we were over gross every time we took off in that airplane between him and I in full fuel. We had to send all of our stuff back. Um, basically, I said, can I keep my makeup? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was the first one. So we've gone back to all that. He's got uh, family in Ohio. Uh, we've been to Florida. We've been to uh, First Flight, Kitty Hawk. We've gone there twice. I just love that place. It's like yeah. you go sit in the grass and it, you, it's just the sense of this is where it all began, right? No. Oh my God, it's amazing. And I, I, got I read to fly it in the paramotor too, the exact route you took. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just amazing, isn't it? So you yeah, did that no. whole thing. You, are you came in with the paramotor? We, we drove there, but we uh, stayed down farther down on the island or. Um, down in Frisco, we camped. We love staying away from all the tourists. Yeah, and then yeah. we met a bunch of the guys um, up there one morning, and there was probably five, six of us that took off and mm. right from the runway and flew around for a while. And we went out to the the ocean side and flew around and flew around the outskirts of the monument and stuff, and saw some deer crossing the runway. And oh, how it was amazing! amazing. Oh my gosh. It and there was a little airport down by Frisco, just like two blocks from our campground. And um, we took off from there and that was the best. And we flew up towards one of the lighthouses and then we cut across to the sound side and came back. And Oh my gosh. That's yeah, amazing. Awesome. That's amazing. Yep. Love it. So um, we've had another gal, we've had a couple of general aviation gals on and talking about, um, flights um and our girls just want to fly group group page that um i'll get you in also um i don't know if everybody remembers misty hannah she was from illinois she was a mom and she got most of her kids out the door she's got one that was still in high school and she decided she wanted to do her um aviation training and she did her second um solo flight recently Oh, and no. um, she had posted that she went to some town and ordered pizza, picked it up, and they had it. She had it delivered to the airport and flew it back home for the family. Oh, nice. Nice. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I give her lots of credit for doing that, too. Yeah. Eric wants to know, do you belong to any clubs that do the cheeseburger fly-ins, like $100 burgers? So up here, we have... Every Tuesday night, they try to do our local our local airports. Um, they do the flights, and the last two they got canceled because of the winds. Uh, so I know that there's one here at Tacoma Narrows that I they do Saturday flyouts, but I'm not involved in any of those. Sat unfortunately, working the restaurant, I and Saturdays in in our area is. I'd rather not be up in the air because there's so many airplanes. If it's nice, it's just insane. So I'll, I'll wait and fly on Sundays. <laughs> but yeah, so I haven't really been, I, I've joined Ladies Love Tail Draggers. That's a, a group. Um, I want to join the 99s. I've not done that yet. So I, my girlfriend is um, on one of those. And I've so been she, asked to join that, but yeah with one of the local gals here she's trying to get me into it but they say ultralights can be included but not paramotors not paramotors 
That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're a tail dragger as a paramotor pilot, that means you didn't take your deworming medicines. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta remember that. <laughs> Just saying. Just I saying. warned you about him. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to quickly say hi to latecomer ANG. Tony Tango is still at work, Louise. Um, Bill H., welcome to the show. Um, Mark H., PPG Trike Jockey, you guys, thanks for joining. Um, again, we really appreciate it. So, change uh, into the, the air, oh, airplane stuff. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, back to Eric's question about um, the cross countries that you've done. What are the most interesting places you've flown at? I love flying into just these little podunk towns and uh, just exploring. I mean, I I don't even know. We've been into so many of them that it's hard to remember where they all are. <laughs> and where that to me is the funnest stuff. You get. Uh, fly into an airport where there, nobody else is. You get a little crew car because everybody in this aviation community are so friendly. I very rarely have I run into anybody that hasn't been kind or willing to help in a bad situation or whatever, you know. So get the crew car and go to some strange little restaurant in town. Um, yeah, those, those are my favorite places. I remember... Uh, parking in the 150 in this guy's AG can, uh, hangar and all these chemicals um, for the agricultural chemicals in this hangar and waking up with the cows and we're at the airport at like 5 a.m. because we had to take off so early because of the density altitude and being over gross. Um, and those are my fondest memories is seeing the country um, and all these random places you know, I'm not a big, I, I live in a city, I'd rather not. <laughs> right. Did we lose her? Where did she go? Sorry. Oh, yes. <laughs> we got to fly by the monument. Oh, gosh, I'm going to forget the name of it. Just flying by different, you know, national monuments is really cool, too. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> oh, that's Angela saying that um, she missed saying great things about Stephen Deweese. <laughs> trying to get back at Angela. <laughs> oh. Hey, I have a trivia question for the chatters. Okay. I looked it up before we came on. Um, if anybody knows anything about it's an aviation question. It's called a pit special. Does anybody know what a pit special is? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if it's a, I, I, I know what a pits is. I, I'm not sure if there's a different designation for a pit special, but it's a little bi-wing plane. That's right. Yes. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> awesome. They're okay. little hot dog tail draggers. I mean, aerobatics and. Aerobatics. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Little, yeah. It's an I'm aerobatic. getting 
Yeah, I met a girl that uh, flew one into the High Sierra Fly-In, and she actually raced it in the stole drags. It was a hoot to watch. That's awesome. I'm so glad the you pit knew that. special is what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I looked at a funny. bunch of different little airplanes. That was There's cool. so many. They're just, I'm slowly but surely, my husband's got like this steel trap memory and I don't, but it, every airplane sounds different and it's just so much fun to uh, get to know all the different airplanes and different. Yeah, I've never heard of one. Yeah. I had to look it up. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. I would love, I've heard that they're difficult to uh, land uh, because they're, they're, they are, uh, yeah, just the handling characteristics of it. So it sounds like it would be a challenge. <laughs> it's, it's one of the smallest aerobatic biplanes and it's, um, extremely maneuverable. Yeah. Nice. 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 So let me ask you this, Deanna, I messaged a gal I saw on probably Instagram. Her name is Michelle Curran. Are you aware of her at all? She's, a, I believe, a stunt pilot. Um, yeah. Upside Down Dreams. Oh, no. I'm on the show, but she, um, she looks like she's out of Vegas or her office is. Um, but she had to decline earlier in the year um, because I'm just trying to read the email here. Um, Swamped launching my business and learning my new role at a consulting company. Seven different cities this month alone. Oh, yes, you see coming out with me right now. We are all lined up for six plus months and we're working on that student list. So, yeah. wow, yeah, that's it. She'd be one to get on here too. The that'd be pretty neat to see. And some of the videos I saw of her, um, she had two of her guy buddies doing jumps on their motocross bikes, doing flips. And she was upside down oh on a, airplane, right underneath them. It was just oh, amazing. That's so, crazy. Yeah. yeah. I've not, I, something I would love to do because you can do like upset training and aerobatic training and stuff. And it's kind of on my list, my to-do list. <laughs> which is quite long. <laughs> I got to get retired. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So speaking of to-do lists, because most of the people fly paramotors that watch this, they all want to know, do you want to fly without a cockpit? I would love to. I think it would be, I, I have no desire to jump out of an airplane. I don't want to do that. But I think if there's a motor, I would be okay. <laughs> Some type of motor. I've done the uh, the sail plane. I've just done one lesson in that. I want to do that again too. Just uh, I, I, yeah, I, I would say yeah for sure. I don't know anybody in our area really that does that. So I, I would love to learn more about that and how you. Oh, we're in Tacoma. Uh, Dimitri with Iris Paramotor is extremely close to you. Oh really? And there's a gentleman up in Linden. Lyndon, okay. yep, that we met. He's an instructor. Wow, nice. So, yeah, I'll have to get more info and do some research. I've, yeah, I'd probably give you an intro ride. I would love that, <laughs> especially if I don't have to fly it. You come here, my husband can give you an introduction 
training flight? Nice. I personally did a tandem with Iris Paramotor, but I was wearing a dress when I did it. <laughs> well, hey. And he's a very kind, comforting person. Nice, nice. So is that kind of how you start as you do tandem? Just like most people do. I didn't. The first time I was up in the air, I was solo. Oh, wow. But most people do take a tandem before they. Or you just know you want to do it and you go find an instructor. And just get an instructor and yeah. yeah. You just um. get really hammered and you just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Quinn that does the High Sierra Fly-In, I think he's done that before. And they have him at, at that fly-in. I think that's the closest I've gotten to him. Yeah. Um, hey, Steve, uh, G, uh, Mark Dave wants to know, did your pumps match? So my pumps are red wing boots, so, and they're brown. They're not going to match with anything that's out there. <laughs> what color do you want your plane? A bus station brown, give it to me. Says, Say yes to the dress. <laughs> Hello, DP. Thanks for making it. Got to have that ankle support. So um, I want, before we end, um, I know Deanna's got to get back to work because she's training a new chef, sous chef. Um, I don't know if you guys saw my post earlier today with resurgence. Um, and I do want to bring that up and I want to put in the chat. There's two GoFundMe's I want to share um, on the screen. And this one's for Cameron Hayes. Um, he was one that, um, was in the military. Cameron was the guy that donated the rifle to the cause. He has been supporting us every year through the birth, through his birthday fundraiser and has been an advocate of our mission since day one. Um, and there's a picture on my page and the girls just want to fly page of him sitting there and he's in Afghanistan, um, sharing our story with who, who'd listen and he's wearing a resurgence shirt. Unfortunately, on June 18th, um, while riding his motorcycle with his girlfriend, a distracted driver crossed the center line and hit them. It was truly a catastrophic accident with both uh, Cameron and his girlfriend, Kelsey, being air evacuated to a trauma center. If it had not by, been for the grace of God, the car following that had a pair of trauma nurses in it, they probably wouldn't be here today. Cameron um, has had his left leg amputated just above the knee. His pelvis was crushed and he lost his ring and pinky finger on his left hand. During a subsequent surgery, they had to remove more residual limb due to the damage of the tissue. He has been left with a limb that is roughly mid-thigh and he has various hardware implanted in his pelvis to hold major pieces together. As crazy as it seems, his hand and amputated finger have been an afterthought. Kelsey, his girlfriend, also received unbelievable catastrophic trauma. This beautiful young lady lost her left leg at the hip due to the severity of the injury and portion of her pelvis and hip were removed um, to complete closure of her wound. Much like Cameron, her pelvis was critically damaged. It is obvious that it will be a hard road ahead for these two um, and they need some strength and heart that will show all of us um, how to overcome the tragedy. If you can find it in your heart, 
um, to help this beautiful couple, please donate to the resurgence with a note um, that funds are for them, or please donate to the GoFundMe. And I'm posting Cameron's uh, GoFundMe now, and I will switch over to Kelsey's. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get it now, um, you can go to either my Facebook page or to the Girls Just Wanna Fly page and uh, probably the Resurgence page also. Um, and then there was a link for WBTV news coverage on it, but we don't need to know that. So um, our hearts go out to them. So, so, um, yeah, on that note. <laughs> horrible accent. Man. Yeah, very horrible. So let's see. I've got a couple more pictures if we want to share quick before the hour is up. we got a few minutes left. Sure. Go back to that. So what's this one? So these are a bunch of female pilots at the High Sierra Fly-In that I met at the time. Uh, this was, I think, in 2000, yeah, 2019, as it says. <laughs> Just a bunch of backcountry chicks. So are they all pilots? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's amazing how many more female pilots there are than there were 10 years ago. Right. I think we're close to 7% now, uh, which is still just phenomenally <laughs> low. Yeah. You know, it's just insane. But that speaks to, like, with me, I it was just never anything that even crossed my mind. I didn't grow up in a family that had any aviators. Um, but it was such a male-dominated, it just, you know, I'm, well, I just turned 60, holy crap <laughs> but uh, it was you know in that era especially just females were not pilots so um it's it still amazes me but i see more and more and more and that's something i really want to be involved in is just um showing young girls uh, or you know whatever age is that we can do that so it's one of my favorite things is to talk to women about flying because it's not difficult that's mm -hmm. what my husband told me and he kept saying you know you can drive a car you can fly an airplane yeah. um, and it's such a it's yeah. it's just such an amazing thing to do it's given me more confidence um, than I thought I ever could have with my abilities my ability to learn um, it's taken skills that I that I didn't know I had and really amplified them. And I can take them in all areas of my life. Um, when I teach my sous chef, I talk about things that, you know, the, that are, they coincide with flying. Um, so it's just, it's amazing kind of how much it opens and it opens up the world. I mean, my dream is to get in that sky wagon and just explore little towns throughout our country and, uh, meet new people and just and just see the countryside because you don't in an airplane in a small plane you get to just see so much of what really the country is made up of it's an, it's awesome yes so like eric says thank you deanna we will see you hopefully in a month you are an inspiration to every girl that wants to fly and that's the reason that we started this show 
is to kind of promote and let girls know that um, we can do it. We've got so many guys that back us, and that's why we're including the guys in on the shows now, too. So I love that. I love that. Thank yep. you so much for having me, you guys, and I appreciate it so much. I can't wait to uh, hopefully meet you. Meet you yep. all. I would yep. love it. I would love it. It was nice to meet you. It was nice to meet you as well. So I just want to say that I am having this show sponsored by Northern Lights Paramotor, who is out of Tomahawk, Wisconsin, and having their first fly-in next weekend, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. And want to thank all you flight junkies who are taking the time to watch us online or in a podcast. And also check out um, past shows at paramotorgirl.com and give us a thumbs up if you can. And make sure you subscribe and hit that bell. So um, I don't think Deanna is going to be able to come on the after show. Um, she's got to go back to work and teach her sous chef. But we will keep in touch and we'll try to invite you into other shows um, and other Friday, Saturday night little parties that we have once in a while. I would love that. Thank you right. so much. If we Thank don't you. see you on the air, we'll oh. see you in the air. <laughs> Tell us. Tell us where we can find you on social media so we can get people to check you out. Sure, I would love that. So my Instagram is Skywagon Chick, and I do have a YouTube channel. I don't, I haven't done a whole lot. Someday, hopefully, I'll be able to do a little more videos. But uh, yeah, so Skywagon Chick. Okay. All right. I'll have uh, Eric drop the link in for if anybody wants to just hang out with uh, Deweese. And I for a little bit, yeah. um, but otherwise, have a good night, guys, and fly safe. See you next Thank week. You. Thank you.